Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bombs Breakdown. Today we're doing the Orange County preview for the game coming this weekend away at OC. To begin with, we will go over the uh, the last two games this week, El Paso and Seattle Sounders. Uh, Seattle in the US Open Cup and then El Paso in a league game. As always, we're joined by Dylan. Dylan, to begin with here, we'll go over the Seattle game. Um, a very kind of heartbreaking game come the end, albeit it didn't really start um, in the best way. What did you make of the game and uh, how are you, what are your thoughts on it? Well, it uh, it was a I mean a roller coaster, um, and I mean that both from the game standpoint and my own personal experience just attempting to watch this game. Um, but it uh, I think it's pretty safe to say it was the most wild game that I have that San Diego Loyal have ever played, or at least that I've seen that Loyal have played, which I'm pretty sure I've seen every game. So um, yeah, I just a uh, bit of a heartbreak at the end. Um, really hard way to lose that game, but uh, all in all, I think some good things to take away from it. Yeah, I think it's better to look at the positives and the negatives from that. I think, like I said, after the first half, I was very close to kind of not watching anymore. And I, I almost was thought we were going to get embarrassed with that game. Um, but again, the great turnaround come the end, I thought very unlucky to lose that game. And I think you take away those mistakes from it. And I think we kind of can almost feel hard done by to, to lose that one. Um, I guess not trying to be more positive here for you, kind of what positives can you really take from that? Um, and any players that really kind of stood out to you in that game? Yeah, I um, well, I'll start with the players. I think that was Toomey's first real game where I thought like he looked maybe on track to be the Toomey that we all know and love. Um, but Joe Corona, easily his best game in a loyal shirt. Um, not only his quality, but his experience like really shone through, I thought. Um, and that free kick was something special. Uh, so Joe Corona, um, excellent performance, man of the match for me. I don't remember if he won it or not. I assume he did. But um, as far as general positives, though, I think um, overall, it's just the way they, the team fought back. You know, um, I know, like you said, those some of the goals we gave up were like not good, um, like really, really not good. Uh, like, you know, juvenile, well, juvenile is the wrong word. It's like schoolboy stuff <laughs> kind of thing. Um, where it's just like playing to the whistle, right? The kind of things that should be a no-brainer at this level. Um, but we fought back, and uh, it was good to see that fight in the team, you know? Yeah, it was good to see kind of Joker on a step up and be that leader. I think, obviously, we know we all know how well he's done this season and kind of how well he's looked for us in the middle of the pitch. But kind of to see him step up with the, with the penalty, good to see now someone actually finally making penalties for us too. Um but after that free kick and just kind of seeing his leadership on the pitch, like, like you said, his, his experience kind of showed um, and kind of carried that team through the game too. So again, I think glad to see him finally kind of show what he can really do for us um, and kind of be that standout player. And uh, it's kind of got me more excited now for, for how he's going to be with the rest of the season with us. Um, but yeah, like I said, there kind of some schoolboy errors here and there. Take away those. I think we, we could have easily won that game. Um, and again, I think we'll be kind of feeling hard done by not to win that. But again, a good way to kind of finish the game up after, again, starting very, very poorly. Um, we're moving on to the next game or the last game, the 2-1 loss versus El Paso. Again, another close loss. Although I, I don't know, I think much more of a disappointing loss this one than the Seattle game. Again, just overall, I think... After the game, I felt a lot more kind of angry and frustrated. I think I've calmed down a bit more now. Um, but for you, do you think you kind of your opinions changed since kind of the post game reaction that we did with the, with the locals last call? 
Um, what are your thoughts on it now, kind of having a few days to kind of settle down from it? Um, I've maybe I've maybe softened a little bit, like you said, um, but I think generally speaking, my thoughts on it haven't changed. Um, I, I think both the goals we gave up were really poor. Um, I know El Paso's first goal was a lucky deflection, but the fact that that guy even found himself in that amount of space is kind of problematic in and of itself. Um, and then the second goal was just a, a total defensive breakdown. And to be completely honest with you, it's probably for my money, the most concerning goal I've seen us concede this year so far, because, you know, sometimes there are going to be fluky goals like the first one. Um, sometimes there are going to be bangers that you give up, just things you could do nothing about. Uh, but this was just not good defending. Um, if you watch it back, it just kind of feels like nobody was really where they needed to be. Runs weren't being tracked. Um, so I hope that that is addressed. Um, so yeah, I would say largely a frustrating game. Um, I guess maybe the area I've softened a bit uh, is that we did create a lot of really good chances. And I think like not even trying, like, you know, I'm obviously biased, but I don't think I'm biased in saying that we should have had three goals in that game. I mean, there were two or three like really clear cut sitters that like did not get put in. Um, so, you know, I, you know, not being able to put the ball in the back and that continues to be the trend, I think. Yeah, honestly, I think watching that second half back, I I thought we could have easily played a whole probably another two, three games. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have scored another goal. Um, just wasn't going to be our day. And I, I wouldn't, it was not even down to kind of good goalkeeping or good defending, just poor finishing really and kind of, a, I guess, a, a running out of kind of ideas and things to do again. We kind of attacked down that left-hand side, got the ball in the lot come the end. Um, nothing really came of that. But aside from that, there was kind of good chances throughout the game where we could have scored. Um, just players either kind of failing to hit the target or just kind of flailing under pressure a little bit. Um, so again, that's still a still an issue. I mean, obviously we scored four goals versus Seattle. Um, but again, you look at those goals, you've got a penalty, a free kick, um, an absolute screamer from Carl Adams, but then you've got a, a goal from Simba, which is from a corner, which again, well, what goal, but take away that one, you've got three goals that maybe I guess somewhat lucky. Um, so it's a tough one. I think goals are still going to be an area where we struggle with and, I think Darmus is kind of the, the key to that, really. I think if Darmus can kind of get up and running, get firing, and I think we are good going into the season. But in but until he gets there, I'm a, I'm a little bit worried, honestly, especially with the likes of Collier and Conway now being out injured again. We don't know how long for. Um, Guido, another one too, has been in and out of the team with injury. Kind of key players who, again, have the ability to score lots of goals for us, not being fit and ready. So, again, uh, a new signing here and there, I think definitely is needed and whether we kind of bring in a striker or kind of more of an attacking midfielder to kind of fill in that say Guido to me role um but definitely a center back alongside that is needed as well um so it's a tough one again you say defending wise too you, you look at the goals from Seattle again I think they're all somewhat mistakes that are easily fixed you've got the first one Callum switching off and not playing to the whistle you've got Koke again coming for the ball missing it again happens here and there and then the kind of the I think it's the third goal where kind of Koke could have done a bit better on the on the on the save and it kind of goes in near post but you can look at the El Paso mistake on that on their second goal it's just kind of a wide open massive gap it's just positioning um, and it really is kind of a, a bigger issue I think than any of the uh, Seattle mistakes even though they may seem uh, a little bit worse but speaking of kind of a, a new sign in our kind of we all know the centre-back is needed with Abby out for the season, but in that kind of attack and roll, where if you were to look for kind of one player, um, what kind of role would you look for or kind of what kind of what would be the, 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 the best kind of player we could get in to, uh, to fill in that role? 
Yeah, I think um, when you look at the profiles of the attacking players that we have, um, not even so much like the positions, but the profiles, um, you've got guys like Guido and Toomey who are really good at carrying the ball. Um, and, you know, Guido can pick a pass, but I, I would argue it's, it's, it's his ball carrying that makes him like the elite player that he is. Um, you've Collier's a good ball carrier as well, um, but he's more about creating chances for himself rather than others. Um, Domus is a great presser. He's a good runner. He's a good finisher. Um, but what we're missing, I think is, uh, sorry, I'm leaving out Conway, but he, you know, he's a good all rounder, I would say. But I think the, the thing we're missing is, uh, someone who can really pick a pass. Um, like I said, uh, uh, uh Guido can do that, but I, I don't think it's really what sets him apart, you know? Um, so I think we need, someone who can in the final third who can pick that final ball um because i think that's what we're lacking a lot that incisiveness um so if i were to pick one thing uh, that would be it yeah i think i mean going off the especially the el paso game you look at someone who they had um like castesian someone who could again kind of be a, a free roam player kind of get on the ball make those kind of key passes i think he i mean nowhere we're we gonna be able to get castesian in now um <laughs> But he kind of highlighted how much we're missing a player like that. I know we've got Charlie in the middle who can do that. Um, you just think someone a bit quicker, a bit more nimble, a bit more attacking. Obviously, Charlie's more of a box-to-box player. Um, maybe like more of an attacking midfielder in that role. And I, I said I thought Perez would kind of fill that role. Um, again, he's been kind of pushed out wide now. So, again, with him out wide, I do think that role is kind of open to be filled. And, again, obviously remains to be seen if we uh, do bring someone into that position. Um, but we'll move on to the Orange County game now. Again, Orange County um, not having the best season so far, um, but that's fine by me. Uh, right now, they are sitting 11th in the Western Conference after eight games. They've had one win, three draws, and four losses. They actually went ahead and sacked head coach Richard Chaplow this, um, I think it was yesterday, Monday. Um, and they, actually, they released a statement here. They said that we hold ourselves to high standards at Orange County. And since winning the USL Championship in 2021, the results have simply been subpar and changes necessary to get the team back to winning ways um, and competing for another trophy. And they've gone ahead and brought in the assistant coach now is going to be the interim, Morten Carlsen, who is actually part of the Denmark technical team at the World Cup in Qatar. And then he'll be assisted by Paul Hardiman. Um, so... Again, not a great start to the season for them. The only win has been versus Indy 11, who again are also struggling. Um, and again, just a very inconsistent team so far. Lots of kind of changes um, and basically a lack of chemistry. Um, but Dylan, do you think Orange County deserve to be where they are? Or kind of did you expect them to be where they are? And uh, with the sacking of Richard Chaplow, is it deserved? Could he have been given more time? What do you think? Um, I don't want to speak to the you know decision to fire a coach necessarily just because i don't know what it takes to be a manager outside of football manager a video game um and i don't know what it takes to run a football club outside of football manager um so i don't really want to comment on those you know the decisions regarding people's livelihoods but um i am not surprised to find orange county where they are um i think it's a continuation from where they were last year they're a team without a real cohesive identity um, they finished either bottom or second bottom of the Western Conference last year with the gold, the league's golden boot winner, Milan Oloski. Um, so, you know, if I don't know how to more succinctly say a team has systemic issues than they had the golden boot winner and finished bottom. 
Um, so I am not blown away. I think even though they won the title and that was an awesome run, I think that was a bit of lightning in the bottle. Um, they had some great players in the right places at the right time. Um, and that's not to discredit that title run at all, but it, I just, I don't know that it was like a replicable success for Richard Chaplow at Orange County. Um, they're a team that develops young talent, sells them on, and that's fantastic. I honestly have a lot of respect for the way they do that. Um, but uh, this team this year, this squad with the coach so far, I don't know anything about the guy coming in. Um, no, I can't say I'm that surprised. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm surprised that he stayed around into this season too. You go mm-hmm. from winning the league to to where they finished last season. Um, I think it was always going to be tough for him. Again, I mean, obviously they gave him a bit more time, seeing as he won the league. And I feel like coaches don't really get sacked too often in the USL. They kind of get given a bit more time. Um, but I, I said if he didn't get sacked last season, he definitely was walking a thin ice to begin the season. But again, one win or three games for them just isn't good enough. But yeah, like you said, I think. Did they get somewhat lucky to win the league when they did? Yes. Um, and they obviously lost some of those players who are part of the team. Again, the likes of Damas, who, again, is playing for us now. Um, but, again, it's been a been a bad two years for them. Will fortunes change now they've got a new coach? Remains to be seen. Um, and if it does, then I, let's hope the change begins after this weekend. Um, but looking into how they play again, it's been a tough one too because they've been all over the place. Orange County have been poor this season. Um, I don't think we've kind of said that much about many teams so far, but they have. I mean, this will be, if you look at it on paper, the 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 worst team we played so far this season. Um, albeit apart from Detroit City, um, but again, they've just been poor. Again, they usually play in a four four two. Again, the coach has kind of tinkered a lot of different tactics and players. The players have been all over the place. The kind of main one I've got from this um, is actually player Alex Villanueva. Um, he's come in his last six games, played left back, right back, left wing, striker, attacking midfielder, um, and right back again in the New Mexico game. So again, from that, all over the place, really can't get anything ticking. Um, so I think the big question really is that will the coach come in and kind of change formation for the next game but Dylan obviously watching some of Orange County um, if you if someone's asked you how do they play um, aside from saying poorly um, what would you say to uh, about Orange County well you took away my actual the <laughs> response I was going to go with so um, the answer is yes they play soccer um, I they I like you said nominally a 4-4-2 um, in their last game against New Mexico, it was maybe four three three ish, but I, you know they've fired the coach since then. It's hard to say. Um, so we have gone with a four four two just for lack of a better um, you know option. But I really I, <laughs> I I know we joke that like we have no idea about our own lineup, let alone the other team. But I think really genuinely this time, especially with a new coach, we really have no idea. Yeah, it really could be anything. And I guess we're really going off of kind of what they played last game. But I'll, uh, I'll run through quickly how they lined up here. Um, they actually started Cody Cropper in goal. Um, who again, um, he was at, actually at Southampton when Richard Chaplow was a player there as well. So again, I guess there's some kind of connection there. Um, but Cody Cropper in net for them. Uh, at right back, I said Villanueva played there. Um, but again, he's played literally everywhere for them. So no idea if he'll be there again for them. Left back, they had Nikim, 
Um, sorry, they had Do- Do- Doman at left back. Um, Nakeem and Richards with the, with the two centre backs. Into the midfield here, on the right, they had Bryce Jameson, who I think probably one of their key players has been very good so far, another good young player. Um, on the right, they had Chatter. And then in the midfield here, they had Powers and Partida. And then front two in the 4 4 2, Milan Oloski and Nilsson. Again, we all know how good Oloski is there. But looking at the team there, kind of what players stand up for you, Dylan? Um, I mean, obviously, we've gone over Oloski, but anyone else aside from him? Or is Oloski just going to be the main guy to try and stop? It's absolutely uh, Oloski is the main man. Um, I would say, like you alluded to, Jameson's having a good year um, in the context of a team that's struggling. Um, but I, Partida, I know, has been a bit of a mainstay for that in the last few years. Excuse me. Um, I would expect to see him be influential in the game if Orange County uh, is to do anything really positive. Um, but you also, as you alluded to, Villanueva um, is a really bright young talent. I think he's only like 17, maybe 18 years old. Can play really anywhere along the back. Um, has a good eye for a cross on him when he gets forward. Um, and then, of course, off the bench, Thomas Among. Um, but he came on uh, in their last game in at halftime, I think, or in the 46th minute, and came off not six minutes later uh, with an injury. So um, I don't know that he'll be available this weekend. Uh, but other than that, I, it, I I don't know a lot of these players, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we can't say that there's too many key players if they've won one game all season, so it's been... Uh... So have to really go off that, and obviously we all know how good uh, Thomas and Mang is. Um, so, um, uh, obviously, I never want to wish an injury on a player, um, but if he needs more time to recover and rest past his weekend, um, that that's fine by me. Uh, if he wants to put his uh, feet up a little bit, um, but yeah, like I said, it's too tough really to go over it again. They are uh, they've been all over the place this season. New coach coming in too, more than likely will change that around. Whether they stick to a four for two remains to be seen. Um, but like we said, it's possibly or is definitely the, the hardest team to try and predict um, aside from our own. But we'll go into our own lineup now. And funnily enough, I think this is probably the easiest lineup to predict all season. We've gone from last week where it being incredibly hard to this one. I guess not great that it's easy because primarily because of injuries. Um, but Dylan, we'll probably go through, we'll go through goalkeeper and back three. Um, who do you think we'll go with in those positions? Uh, so I think we'll see Koke uh, starting again. I, um, You know, now that we're out of the Open Cup, I'm not sure what the rotation for Duran will look like. Um, so I think that it'll be hard to predict that one, but I think we'll go Koke this game. Um, and then for the back line, I think it's got to be Elijah, Stoneman, and Adams again. Um, I know Simba's fit and scored, but... You know, he didn't get the start against El Paso last weekend. Um, and if he's not going to get the start after scoring a goal with, like, literally the first touch since he came on, you know, I don't expect that he'll get the start after a week off either. So um, I think the back line will be unchanged. Yeah, it's tough with Simba. I mean, he scored first game of the season, got man of the match, and then, again, scored in Seattle, didn't even come on against El Paso. Again, it was tough to really bring him on. Um but again, that's one thing we didn't really touch on too when we went over the Apasa game. We only brought on two subs that whole game. Um, and they were both at half-time after playing 120 minutes in the US Open Cup. So again, some interesting choices. Maybe injuries are kind of pushing uh, Nate's hand a little bit. But um, yeah, back three, I think, pretty much set there. And into the midfield, I think this is when it gets a little bit tougher. Obviously, right now, we're 
Bodley currently is supposedly out of injury, so we have no idea if he's back in for this one. Um, but if Bodley doesn't come back in, do uh, again, we'll be assuming Moon and Perez wing backs once more. Yeah, I think so, especially with Elijah in the back line. I don't really see any other options. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there, there really isn't anyone else. So, again, maybe if we bring in a wing back, that would be key and allow Perez to kind of play in that attacking role. Um, but I said, if, if Nate can bring in a player or two in the, very soon, it kind of make me uh, sleep a little bit better at night. Um, and then midfield two, right now we've got here Charlie, Adams and Corona. I mean, we're really missing, I guess, Colin from that. But again, like we kind of touched on beforehand, Charlie and Corona, the, the key two in there. Um, but obviously Corona came off last game at halftime. So remains to be seen what goes on there. And then front three, um, who do you think we go with in the front three for the uh, OC game? I think kind of like you've alluded to, I think injuries mean it'll largely be unchanged. Uh, I expect we'll see Guido, Toomey, and Thomas as the front three. Um, Toomey coming off probably his best performance of the season and getting his first goal of the year against El Paso, I think is a no-brainer starter. And then I think Guido in the Guido role, um, if he's fit, he only played 45 um, against El Paso. So you have to think that was probably a fitness thing. Um, so I would like to see him start if he's ready to go. And then, you know, Domus is our really only fit true striker. Um, you know, we don't know about Collier and Conway right now. Um, and I know Domus is struggling. And, I, you know, to be to be honest, I've heard some kind of negative rumblings about Domus uh, just in the stands. Um, I like to listen to what other people say about, about our guys. And um, I encourage people to give Domus some, a little more time. I think um, I personally noticed after the game against El Paso, he uh, – he, it looks, he was really wearing it on his sleeve. Um, he wants to do better, and I can see that. Um, and he's a talented guy. So um, I am eager to give him another chance. And I think that um, maybe with a couple creative guys around him in Tumi and Guido, maybe we'll see a little little more intricate uh, play in the final third for him. So um, anyway, that is all to say. I, I, I go with Thomas for that, that last spot, um, mostly because who else is going to be there? But also, um, I encourage patience. Yeah, I mean the, the I think the problem right now is uh, who, who if if not Damas, who else you put in there? Um, but again, going off kind of what people are saying about him, I'll be honest. After that game, I was frustrated with Damas. Um, I definitely, I'm not gonna lie. I expected way more of him before he came in. Um, see him how he is, but also I'll touch on as far as the the attack hasn't been good enough and it kind of hasn't helped him settling the team and kind of gelling score goals too. So. Again, partly, again, I don't think he's fully off the hook as far as any blame on him for not doing better and not getting more goals. But also you've got to look at kind of how we're playing and how we're building up attacks really isn't helping him at all. Um, and the kind of the service he's getting isn't top tier and I don't think is allowing him to flourish. So again, something has to change, whether Dharma's kind of adjusts his style a little bit more or we change kind of how we play a little bit. Um, but I think something's got to give really. Um, but... Again, like I said, I hope hopefully he turns a corner and plays well and gets some goals, but um, it is tough for him right now. And then moving into the key matchups here and things to look out for. Main things I've got down here. Will Orange County take advantage of the new manager bounce? Can we stop Milan Eloski? And then how do we bounce back after two defeats in a row? Also here, do we see anything different from us tactically? Um, I know we basically play 3-5-2 or 3-4 one two so far but kind of do we see anything else from nate and i think the answer is gonna be no but we, we may see something different hopefully soon um can damas finally get things clicking 
Can we be more risky with passes and run at defenders? And then the last one here, will we be louder than OC in their own stadium? I think that one there's a that one there answered itself anyway. Um, but Dylan, kind of key matchups, things to look out for. Any thoughts on anything I mentioned there? Anything else you want to add um, to that? Yeah, I um, I think you kind of hit on two things that go together there. Um, can we be more risky with passes and run at defenders? And can Domus finally get things ticking? Are related, um, as you kind of alluded to. It's he's not in his best form, but it is also a question of are we necessarily playing to his strengths? Um, and I think the risky passing is a big part of that. Um, so uh, we saw a bit of it against El Paso. I would like to see more of it. Um, but other than that, yeah, I think, you know, stopping Milan Oloski. Um, he loves to get on the ball and shoot from around the top of the box. Um, we have been a little bad about giving people space uh, to shoot from the top of the box. Um, Koke is a great goalkeeper, but if you give a guy like a Milan Oloski space, he's, he's going to be putting in the back of the net. So um, I think, can we be a little better about our, uh, more generally, can we be a little better about stepping to attackers as they look to shoot around the top of the area um, but more specifically Milan Oloski yeah I think if you look back to the I mean I know we had uh, one of those games away to them last season um, I think possibly the last one we played there uh, I know Oloski scored a, an outside the the um, box goal against Koka so again obviously he's one to kind of look out for and stop um, but yeah again obviously we know how kind of poorly OC have been so far this season but again obviously having a new manager now um, more than likely we'll see a, a better performance from them and with it being somewhat of a rivalry game no doubt they'll be up for it too so again they've been poor so far this season but no doubt they'll kind of want to put on their best, best performance so far this season um, so again the game could go any way and that kind of rolls us into the predictions here as well um, Dylan hopefully you've had time to uh, to come up with a winning prediction we'll, um, we'll go have you first what are you predicting the score is going to be and goal scorers for this weekend? Well, I am very uncertain about uh, the score this weekend. So I'll start with the prediction about which I'm most certain, um, which actually relates to the last key matchup you mentioned. Will we be louder in OC, than OC in their own stadium? The answer is definitively yes. Um, I don't want to like make any de declarative statements, but I've read that there's going to be a lot of loyal fans up there. So um, my first prediction is that we will be very loud. Um, as far as the game goes, I'm a lot less certain because uh, you have the new manager bounce, which is a layer of uncertainty that's hard to predict. Um, and you also have the rivalry game, which adds a layer of uncertainty that's hard to predict. So I think there's just like this big kind of fog of uncertainty around the game. That said, um, I'm going to go three to one. Um, I would have gone three to two if Thomas Among hadn't come out injured after six minutes, just because I felt like that would be kind of written in the stars scoring against us. Um, but I'm going to go three to one. I'm going to go um, a Milan Oloski scoring a goal because like I said a couple minutes ago, I think we're pretty bad about stepping to people on the top of the box. I think um, it was the over the extra time goal that Seattle scored. That was a fantastic example of that. Nobody stepped to the shooter and he got a good look at goal. Um, so Milan Oloski for OC and then three for loyal. Um, I'll go Domus. Uh, and I hope he celebrates anyway, even though he used to play for OC. Um, Toomey getting another and then uh, Nick Moon um, getting a banger. I, uh, I think that's pretty good prediction. I was close to going three, one or three, two, um, for me, I'm going to go 3-2 here. I just, I'm just i not feeling confident about our defense as far as kind of 
keeping a clean sheet. Um, and then we all know that OC will be up for the game as well. Um, so I'm going to 3-2. I'm, the game's going to go back and forth, I think. Um, I think we'll be 3-1 up, concede to go 3-2. But again, still the question is, when are we going to score before the 40th minute in a game? We still haven't scored before then. Um, so hopefully we break that too. Um, goals for them. I'm going to go with Oloski, no-brainer there. And I think I'm going to go with Mark McNulty off the bench. Um, and then I have no idea how he's done the season, but I know he was half-decent in Scotland for them too. Um, and then for us, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Darmus two goals. I've went Darmus twice last week and get anything. Hopefully, gets two this week. And then last one, I'm going to go with Adrian Perez. We'll go Perez, another Perez goal. So, yeah, those are three, two there. Um, to wrap things up there, though, anything else to add before we finish up? Uh, just very excited. I, you know, you, I think you said at the top of the show, like, this is a big away day. Um, the truth is, I, I would argue this is the away day. Um, I know Phoenix is maybe our biggest rival. Um, I know that Monterey is maybe people's favorite away day just because who doesn't love going to Monterey? But um, I think this is like the away day because it's the easiest to do. It's like an hour and 20 minute drive. I'll be on the locals bus. I think you said you will be as well. Um, I'm very excited. We're going to be loud. Like I said, there's going to be at least 120, 150 loyal fans there. We got a whole section. Unlike last year, we're not going to have random OC fans in front of us. Um, so uh yeah, I, I just, um, from a more just like emotional standpoint, I just, I love this fixture. I've got some friends who live up in the LA area who will be coming. I've already told them they have to root for Loyal. Um, so uh, yeah, I just, this, this is one I mark on my calendar every year. I, I set aside time to do this one. So I'm really, really excited about it. Yeah, I like, definitely isn't a, I wouldn't say a big enough rivalry as the Phoenix game, but I think it's growing into that. Um, I think just the, the, clo- the proximity of it kind of allows more people to go to it um like i said i think we've got we know we've got a locals bus going up i believe two or three um season ticket member buses going up too so a decent amount of fans going up to um my first proper away game as well so i'm looking forward to that um and hopefully we come back with a win and uh of course you always want to win these, win these rivalry games there so can't wait for that and maybe maybe uh, a locals last call after the oc game possibly although that isn't 100 percent um but then looking ahead to next week as well, the next game we've got, um, top of my head here, I'm blanking, Dylan. Who are you? I think it's the, our next home game is, I want to say, Rio Grande Valley? Question yep. mark? Rio Grande, May, okay. May 13th, yes. um, yes. 7 kickoff. So next um, Bums Breakdown will be next week. We're going to have the Rio Grande game. Um, and then, uh, again, thanks for watching or listening, and we'll see you guys very soon.